Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPL 232-1542 here on the Joe Cunningham Show. If you want to be part of the conversation or use that KPL app chat because that is available to you as well. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise taking you home. Thanks to our friends at Service Chevrolet just around the corner, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. If you want to be part of the conversation, we got a lot of topics to try to address today. I'm off the air tomorrow, I believe. We've got uh, starting, I think, uh, the end of Dan Bongino's show. I want to say 2.30 is broadcast time for uh, the base for UL Baseball here on 96.5 KPEL. And then uh, later in the evening after that, depending on how long that takes, I may have some time on the air, but we'll see. Uh, later on the evening, we do have uh, women's basketball will be on the air. I'm sorry, men's basketball will be on the air here uh, right after the women's basketball game, which will be aired on our sister station, 103.3 The Goat. At 4.30 tomorrow, UL Softball will be on uh, Classic Rock 105.1, another sister station of ours. So lots of UL sports going on tomorrow. You can catch it all during the day. Uh, Again, I'm not sure if I'm going to be on the air tomorrow evening or not. It depends on how long baseball runs. Uh, Baseball was uh, over quick last night. Uh, They, you know, Mercy ruled my alma mater, Northwestern State, uh, which is not the baseball program it was when I was in school there. It, it's it, Athletics at Northwestern State has been kind of disappointing, but that's a, that's a conversation for a whole other day. But you've got baseball. Uh, first pitch is at 3 o'clock. We've got 2.30 pregame. Uh, so first pitch, 3 o'clock. I mean, if it's over in less than two hours, I'd be surprised. But if I have some time to go on the air, I will. And then, of course, it goes in. We go into Mark Levin, and then after Mark Levin's on for a little bit, then we've got – uh, men's basketball on here. So busy day for sports here at KPL as well as 103.3 The Goat, Classic Rock 105.1. Uh, all the action starts. First pitch to uh, uh, broadcast starts at 2.30. First pitch for men's baseball. Uh, I shouldn't say men's baseball. For baseball is at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, 4.30, you've got softball on Classic Rock 105.1. That broadcast starts, I think, 4.30. Uh, 5.30 women's basketball uh, pregame on 103.3 The Goat, and then men's basketball pregame and tip-off here on KPL 96.5. So that's the sports for tomorrow. So if I'm not here tomorrow, that's why. Uh, but anyway, I, I I want to get into something. This hasn't gotten a whole lot of attention. It's over at the Hayride. Uh, the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education, Bessie, has put out their agenda for their next uh, meeting. And there are three topics that are written about uh, by, uh, oh, what's his name, Nate Koenig? Uh, I think that's it, at the Hayride. Uh, anyway, they, the, the, the agenda for Bessie, they've got some interesting items on there. I, I, want, to, uh, I want to talk about those three items I think that Bessie's heading in a pretty good direction on this. But, yeah, uh, Nathan uh, Koenig is the one who wrote this article. It's at theheyride.com. Go check it out. There are three items uh, that will be on the agenda 
for the med- the uh, Bessie agenda for its upcoming Academic Goals and Instructional Improvement Committee meeting March 5th. Here are the three uh, topics of conversation. Removing social-emotional learning, SEL, from early education in Louisiana. Requiring schools to inform Louisiana parents about immunization exemptions for students. And removing the federal student loan aid form as a requirement for Louisiana high school graduates. Those are three big topics. We'll start with number three, FAFSA, the foreign, uh, I'm I'm sorry, no, not foreign, the federal student aid Getting rid of that, that that's been a requirement for several years. You have you you have to fill that out as a requirement to graduate, and that's stupid. That's a stupid rule. We don't need it. It is a hindrance more than it's a help. It needs to be gotten rid of. We need to get rid of that rule. And I think Bessie uh, addressing that is is a, is definitely what we need to uh, get started with here. Currently. Uh, high school students are required to fill out their FAFSA, their, their FAFSA form in order to graduate high school. That includes students who do not plan to go into higher education. They still have to complete the form. It's silly. It's a silly rule. So I'm glad that they're proposing to eliminate that requirement. Uh, at best, like I said, waste of time. But it's also uh, forcing parents to provide their financial information in order for their child to graduate high school, which is a very risky, uh, very, very risky thing to have to do. I mean, we've seen, uh, you know, recent hacks, including at the, at the state level here in Louisiana, and your information is not always safe. Do you really want the government, uh, the state government to be handling it or the federal government to have all of that information for it to be, you know, caught up in a hack or anything like that. And simple privacy. You know, do you want all of your information floating around at all levels of state government? No, you really don't. So getting rid of the FAFSA form as a requirement, I think, is a great decision. It's one that we really need to look at. Requiring schools to inform Louisiana parents about immunization exemptions for students. Uh, the proposed policy is... Uh, is going to undo some of that COVID and post-COVID era nonsense that we had to deal with. Uh, one of the one of the biggest concerns that a lot of folks have during and after the pandemic, the forced vaccination of students with the COVID vaccine. Uh, many schools failed to inform students about the exemptions that were possible for COVID. So, under the recommended policy for this upcoming meeting, schools would be required to inform parents about immunization exemptions for their children. The policy encourages transparency, promotes parents' rights, which hugely, hugely big on um, parents' rights to make decisions about their own children's health. Those are two good policies for Bessie to address. Now, the third, and this is where I, I come into disagreement with, uh, with the columnist at the Hayride, Nate uh, Koenig. Bessie is looking at getting rid of social-emotional learning from early education in Louisiana. This is, this is the one that I, I, I'm hesitant on. And again, it goes back to, to COVID. Here's, 
here's what's written at the hayride. Social emotional learning is essentially a Trojan horse in early childhood education. The phrase social emotional learning is a friendly sounding veneer for harmful ideologies like critical race theory and DEI in education. SEL has no place in Louisiana education and it is vital for, uh, it is vital that Louisiana education focus on core subjects like reading, history, mathematics, over indoctrination by radical ideologues. Social emotional learning is why we have so many issues with our kids in the post-COVID era, why there's a mental health epidemic among kids in post-COVID America. Uh, Yeah, America. Social-emotional learning isn't and shouldn't be a course that's taught, nor should it be tied into any curriculum that's taught in the classroom, because then it does have the potential to turn into critical race theory and DEI, etc. However, social-emotional learning is incredibly important. When kids were locked out of schools, when schools shut down and kids weren't able to go to school, they missed out on a vital part of their education that's not part of any curriculum, but is still incredibly important in the school atmosphere, and that is social and emotional development. Emotionally, humans inherently need connection. We are evolved to need human connection. When we don't have human connection, when we are isolated from human connection, we don't do well. We start to develop a lot of these mental health issues that stem from isolation. Schools also, along with providing those emotional connections, they also provide social cues. If a kid thinks a joke is funny and they tell the joke and their peers say that is a terrible joke, it's hugely offensive, whatever, at its very core, not saying like, oh my God, that's racist, like the the woke Karen stuff. Sorry to anybody named Karen. The woke stuff. Not, Not talking about that, but just simple like, we don't find this funny. The child learns that social cue and they develop and they become a social human being. They, they, they learn their, their, their social cues from those interactions. But that, that can't happen if you're taking away any sort of social emotional learning in schools. Counselors use SEL to help guide students that are having problems in the classroom. If a student is misbehaving and they're not on any sort of education plan because of ADHD or anything like that, or even if they do have ADHD or they're on the autism spectrum or anything like that, social emotional learning helps guide them into proper social and emotional connections with their teachers and their peers. And I think jumping in and trying to make this about critical race theory and DEI, I think that's a mistake because it's still a very vital part of our children's development. All right, let's take a break. When we get back, we'll talk more about this, plus your calls, your comments here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by our friends just around the corner. Acadia's number one Chevrolet dealer talking about service Chevrolet. You can find them online 
at servicegm.com or at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. You know, their family has been serving your family for the last, I don't know, 50 years or so. That's a long time to be delivering consistent, great results. If you're looking to find out what they can do for you, it's pretty easy. Go check them out, servicegm.com. Head over to the lot. It's not just the new and used cars, although there's tons of new of inventory there and more coming in daily, but you've also got a parts and service department. You've got a body shop, collision center, fine line custom auto. You've got the wash. Any of your automotive needs can be met if you just go check out servicegm.com, Service Chevrolet, just around the corner, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette. Glad to have them as the sponsor of our 5 o'clock news crews here on the Joe Cunningham Show. Last thing about social-emotional learning. I, uh, I am a big, big advocate for student mental health. And if we're taking away emphasis at any level on social-emotional learning and we're saying we only want uh, – If we only want to focus on, uh, we only want to focus on the academics. I, I, that's not going to go well for our students. I, I fully believe that. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a moment here on News Talk ninety six point five KPL. We've got your commodities report coming, plus another break, and we will get to the House of Representatives. They have passed. A spending bill. We'll see what that's all about here in just a moment. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or use the KPL app chat to uh, share your thoughts as well. Like Angie, who uh, sent a message to the app, social-emotional woke BS is hugely different from learning social and emotional cues during interaction. I disagree. I, d- I disagree, Angie. I, I think that the social emotional cues during interaction, they are uh, they are fundamental to our our children's learning, but that's a huge part of what social emotional learning is. Social emotional learning is just fancy language. And, and here's how I know it's not as as woke as a lot of people say. The wokes don't hide who they are. They have critical race theory. They've got diversity, equity, and inclusion. They don't hide who they are behind other stuff a whole lot. They, 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 they kind of act like they want to, but they, they can't help but let the mask slip. Social-emotional learning doesn't have a lot of those markers in it. A lot of social-emotional learning is about developing yourself in social environments, not not tiptoeing around others but developing yourself it's not it's not a, a regulation for not self-regulation for wokeness the 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 basic fundamentals of what social emotional learning is and I'm, I'm you can find it online i know there are plenty of people online who are also disagreeing with what i say who will write it as such but as somebody who had to get trained and as somebody who had to do a, a lot of of reading and looking into it i disagree with the idea that it's just woke bs i really do but again that's why I, I like going to y'all, whether you agree with me or disagree with me, on the KPL app. So if you don't have the KPL app, download it. You can send me messages telling me how wrong I am, how wrong you think I am. That's perfectly fine. Um, I want to move to Washington D.C. now, not like physically move. I, I don't 
think I want to be in the city ever. But Mike Johnson has led the House to pass a temporary extension uh, of funding for another week. So we we had these funding bills that were passed that extended government funding to right now. We were geared up for a shutdown, I think, as of midnight, Saturday night. Uh, they've just passed a funding bill that extends the current funding. Uh, the two The two-tiered approach that he had now extends it to March 8th and March 22nd. Gives lawmakers a little bit more time to kind of hash out their differences on spending levels. Uh, and I, I've, I know there's, I mean, you can already go on to Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. You can already see the people who are asking Matt Gates to do what he did against McCarthy uh, and do it against Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson, and Kevin McCarthy are two completely different creatures. I, I said recently, I think, Mike Johnson needs to start going on the offensive a lot more. He needs to start being a lot more vocal, being a lot, uh, pushing a lot harder, not just being the sit there contemplative type and, and come out with a, you know, a strongly worded statement every now and then. He needs to be more of a fighter because he's leading a very raucous house. But Mike Johnson is doing something that is very important. He's trying to play the long game. He's trying to extend the life of the House majority. And in order to do that, he's got to make some sacrifices on funding right now. He can't have these fights at the risk of the moderates and the Democrats just steamrolling ahead. Because what they can do is everything that the moderate Republicans and the Democrats want to do, they can just put discharge petition after discharge petition out there, which circumvents the leadership of the House and puts bills on the floor that they can pass and send to a Democrat-heavy Senate. They can do that without Mike Johnson. So uh, Johnson has to try to navigate some pretty pretty rocky waters, pretty choppy waters here. And I think he's trying to do the best again. I don't want to see a government uh, funding extension. I would love to see the government shut down. But at the end of the day, I, I understand that a lot of what Mike Johnson is fighting for. He's trying to fight for that long game, preserve the majority, try to make it through 2024, one, without getting ousted, and two, without there being uh, too much going overboard. I mean, you've got the Chip Roys, you've got the other conservatives in the House who are saying what they're always going to say about, uh, about House leadership. They're always going to be against every spending bill, and, and I, I, I'm not complaining about that. I think we need more Chip Roys in Congress. I do. I think we need those fighters, but they're going to say what they're going to say, and Mike Johnson is having to bring a bunch of different factions together to try to keep a very fractured Republican caucus together enough to try to stop what the Democrats are doing. If that means a little extension of funding for right now to prevent the Democrats from steamrolling through and pushing in a lot of chaotic, uh, chaotic progressive uh, bills, so be it. Now he did circum uh, he 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 brought he, he he circumvented the usual rules. He brought the spending bill to the floor under suspension of the rules. A fast track. Fast tracked it basically. It's what McCarthy did. It's what got him ousted. Now conservatives are not publicly saying they're going to try to oust Mike Johnson. They don't want to have to go through all that nonsense again either. Chip Roy said, "Here we go again, kicking the can down the road." That's a phrase that you and I are both familiar with, but that's that's 
where we are in this funding fight right now. Uh, I This is going to go to the Senate. I think it'll pass in the Senate. The big thing is obviously going to end up being uh, where foreign aid funding comes in on this. That, that's going to be the bigger fight, I think, than government spending. Uh, we have the foreign aid issue still there. Uh, Jim Garrity, who is an, an acquaintance of mine, he writes at National Review. He also is a columnist at Washington Post. Uh, had a, a fairly critical column about Mike Johnson in the Washington Post today, basically saying it's time to put up or shut up. You said you want to fund Ukraine. You said you want, or you said you want to send aid to Ukraine. You want to stand with them against Russia. You said you want to send aid to Israel. You said you want to stand with Taiwan, but you're not. And Garrity goes on to say, I understand you want funding for the border. You want to, you want to fix the border. You think that's most important, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you haven't offered an alternative. And, and Garrity, I think, to some extent, is right on that. Now, where Garrity and I would probably disagree is that the House has already put forward their model, which is House Bill 2. It called for what the Republicans want right now. And the Democrats are saying that's a no-go. What's going to end up happening is that we're going to get, we're, we're going to, get to a point where the... Uh, the Democrats are going to get a funding bill and they're going to start putting their little policy riders in that bill. They're going to start putting in essentially poison pills because they know that some of these policy riders are going to make conservatives and Republicans flip the heck out. And that's where Johnson needs to step up and say, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're not willing to negotiate on it, you're trying to get Republicans to throw it out, and then you want to say that the government shutdowns are our fault. It's going to be your fault, and here's why. And he needs to be very vocal and very, very passionate about pushing back against the Democrats on this. That's what needs to happen in Mike Johnson's office. And I know that Johnson's office is aware of this, and I know for a fact they have heard what I've said. They've read what I've said on the subject because I've heard from them basically saying, okay, fair. I, I know this. I know that they have heard these words and and. The entire office, the entire the speaker's entire office is trying to figure out how to make this work. But we're sitting at a, a precipice here. And Joe Biden went to the border today. And Joe Biden talked a great game about, I need Republicans to do this, I need Republicans. I've, I've sent them this, I've sent them that, and they won't negotiate with me. And Mike Johnson needs to come out very forcefully and day in and day out. He's done a little bit of it, but not a whole lot. He, he needs to very forcefully come out and say, Mr. President, we didn't have this crisis before you came into office. When you undid what Donald Trump did at the border, you invited this crisis. Your campaign literally said, come on. That's what Mike Johnson needs to do. And here's the thing. The Biden administration has already signaled they're looking at executive action, but they're also kind of they're kind of frozen on it because if, if they do that, then they admit the Republicans were right and they don't want to do that in an election year. So he's going to continue harping on the legislative approvals that he needs, but he's, he's not going to get those because what he wants and what the Republicans want are vastly different. What he wants is that policy that would have brought 
you know, 5,000 across and then shut the border down. And Republicans want the border shut down right now because when you look at what's happened, look at what happened to Lake and Riley at the University of Georgia. If you don't want to go that far, we can go a little closer to home. In Kenner, an undocumented immigrant is accused of rape and stabbing in separate Kenner incidents. 19-year-old Honduran man has been arrested in Kenner following a series of violent crimes, according to police. The Kenner Police Department says the investigation began on Tuesday, February 20th, when it was notified of the rape of a 14-year-old girl at Knife Point. Police say that he was in the United States illegally. His name is Angel Matias Castellanos Oroyana. On Sunday, uh, February 25th, around 3.15 a.m., police responded to reports of a stabbing on Phoenix Street in Kenner. They say a man was getting out of his vehicle and was approached by Castellanos Oriana, demanding his property. During the robbery, police say that he stabbed the victim multiple times in the face and his back. The victim was taken to the hospital and is in stable condition. Officers at the scene found the illegal immigrant covered in blood. Had the Biden administration not opened up the border, had he not undone what Donald Trump had done during his administration, this would be a completely different story. But that's not the case, now is it? Let's take a break. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show. If you're trying to call in, just stick around. We'll uh, get to your calls in the last segment here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number. We'll get to the phone lines in just a minute. I want to let you know if you're looking to get some work done on the house, particularly your roof, you know, we are getting uh, we're getting in close to spring and after spring comes summer, and with summer comes hurricane season. Now, you don't want to wait till hurricane season in order to get your roof looked at and maybe get some repair work done. I think you should check out RLB Construction, veteran-owned and operated. Uh, Ron has over 25 years' experience in the business. He's certified Owens Corning and cert- CertainTeed dealer. you got to check him out, 337-516-1800. Take the first step toward exceptional quality and service if you call RLB Construction their roofing and remodeling work is just a step above the rest. Got to check them out. RLB Construction, you will not be disappointed. All right, let's take a, a quick phone call. We've got John on the line. John, how are you today? Doing good. Thanks for taking my call, and I will make it quick. Yeah. Just a couple points. Yeah. Um, first one's not popular, but I think there needs to be a plan Someone needs to lay out how we're going to win Ukraine because yeah. the war is already over. Yeah, and and continue spending money, this and that mm-hmm. is is ridiculous. Yeah, the border fight. Um, Hugh Hewitt did an interesting piece. Build the wall, and we'll send you some funding. Yeah, um, but they've got to do something. He should take executive action. I agree, but. The problem with and I like Chip Roy and and some of the others um, position, but you got to play the it's political. Yeah, it, you got to play the game. Yeah, you know, and I don't. I think they just keep getting into gridlock, and that's not going to be uh, uh, successful. So uh, until I see the the sources I've read and mm-hmm. see. 
the Ukrainian army is so depleted. Yeah. Um, there needs to be some negotiation to end this thing for the sake of NATO, for the sake of the Ukrainians, and and move on. Yeah. Because we failed that before. So yeah. All right. uh, th- those are my all right. Well, John, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, and, and for those of you who want to respond to that, we don't have time on the air here, but uh, you can definitely reach out through the KPL app chat as well. Before we go, uh, if you're looking for a dentist, I am going to recommend that you guys check out my dentist, Dr. Daniel Deku and Associates, uh, Uh When I first moved here, I didn't have a dentist. Uh, I hadn't been to a dentist in years since before I had gone to college. Uh, and it wasn't until several years after I moved here that I got a dentist. And it was, uh, I'd, I'd heard them here on KPO. I'd, I'd heard the ad during KDN's Morning News. I was listening to Bernie all the time. And uh, and I, I went, checked them out, scheduled an appointment. I had some things going on. They they gave me an x-ray, told me everything that was going on that, that needed to be corrected. It took a few appointments, but now we're, we, we've gotten everything fixed to where I'm just going in once every six months for your basic cleaning and checkup. And I got to tell you. There's no stress when you go in. Even if you get, do have to get some work done, they take the stress out of it. And that's what I love most, which is why I recommend Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates, thelafayettedentist.com, all of uh, all the information, everything you want to find out about them, what they do, how they can help you, it's all there, thelafayettedentist.com. You guys have a great day. I may be here tomorrow, may not be. It depends on UL Baseball. But it won't be too long before I'm back on the air. Have a good one. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, email Joe at RedState.com. The podcast is going live shortly, and you can catch that on Substack.com. Uh, look for the Joe Cunningham Show there, or get your podcast from Apple, uh, Spotify, wherever you normally get your podcast. You can find the Joe Cunningham Show there. Leave a rating and a review. Helps the show grow. Have a great evening. Talk to you again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.